The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 161 of the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Uh, yeah, you can hear it in my voice. Still got a little frog in there. <laughs> I got a little bit of my berry white going on right now. But uh, overall, though, I feel a lot better, much better than I did last week when uh, when I was recording for episode 160. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, I, I just want to send out a very special thank you to all of you out there in New Zealand who have been downloading the show and uh, making the show rank in the in the charts on Apple Podcasts. That was really cool to find out the other day, and uh, man, I'm really humbled that, that all of you out there are listening to the show so much. That's really exciting. Wherever you are in the world, and, and whenever you're listening to this, whether it's release day or maybe it's a year from now, because the episodes are evergreen, they're all there in the backlist, wherever you are and whenever you listen to this, make sure you give me a shout out. Let me know where you are and uh, what your one of your favorite episodes are, you know, an author that has stood out to you lately. Give me a shout out on social media. Uh, you can follow the show on, on most social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just very easily defined on uh, just as the Sample Chapter Podcast. You can also send me an email at samplechapterpodcast@gmail.com, or leave me a voicemail at 1-660-851-1146. And uh, well, yeah, as soon as I get a, another voicemail, I will put that up. <laughs> I had one the other day. I was so excited, but uh, I realized, nope, it was just uh, some <clears throat> website service that had scrubbed my number from the internet. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I should play that uh, that voicemail. You know, I might get a kick out of that, huh? Oh, my goodness. Well, look, before I tell you about this week's lovely guest, I, uh, I want to invite you to check out the sponsors uh, by clicking the links in the show notes, starting with Scrivener my absolute favorite writing software and oh my gosh with with my new series that I'm writing right now I'm, I'm writing you know three books at once I've already finished book one I'm halfway now through uh, more than halfway through the second book and I'm discovering how much information I need from book one uh, I carried everything over but now I'm adding more characters and Man, it's so handy having all that information there in the left-hand side where I can just access it and you know, remind myself, like, oh my gosh, what was that character I said back here? Or, uh, you know, want to make sure I'm not using the same name again. <laughs> you know, I'll have three different characters named Roger. I don't know. <laughs> don't want to do that. But, hey, listen to this advertisement and hear how you can save 20% on the regular desktop version. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scrivener. 
Now I know you've heard about Scrivener because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scrivener's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scrivener every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener Writing Software, built by writers for writers. All right, thank you once again to Scrivener. So hey, how about uh, your downtime? In your downtime that you have, I hope you're reading. And, uh, you know, something that helps me read a lot of books every year is Audible. Audible is a great service uh, for downloading books. I am in the middle of, right now, uh, reading, rereading, actually, uh, listening to, for the first time, the Dragonlance books that I was a fan of as a kid. And still a big fan of. I just finished book one of the Chronicles the other day through Audible. And that was a whole new experience for me because I've, I've read the whole series, oh gosh, countless times since I was a kid. And now I'm listening to them on Audible and it's it's a totally new experience. And that's really exciting, a lot of fun to do. And I, I want to invite you to uh, click the link in the show notes and get over. You can get yourself a free uh, 30-day trial on uh, on Audible just by clicking that link or going over to audibletrial.com slash sample chapter and uh, but listen to this and hear about what else they have to offer hello friends jason here and i wanted to take a moment to tell you about a great offer from audible like you i'm very busy i have a full-time job a family i'm a thriller author and i do this weekly podcast but i also love to read that's where audible is a lifesaver for me Whether I'm mowing the yard, working out, driving back and forth to work, or doing some other menial task, I can still listen to an incredible book through Audible. And now you can get a free 30-day trial by going to audibletrial.com slash sample chapter. By doing that, you'll not only have that 30-day trial, you'll also gain access to guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedy, exclusive Audible Originals, and even podcasts like the Sample Chapter Podcast. Last year is the first time I ever achieved my own personal reading goals, and it was because of some wonderful titles I listened to on Audible. Some of those titles were Ready Player Two by Ernest Cline, narrated by Will Wheaton, the Awaken Online series from Travis Bagwell, narrated by David Stifle, Patient Zero by Jonathan Mayberry, narrated by the incredible Ray Porter, And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention previous guest Scott Meyer with his Magic 2.0 series narrated by Luke Daniels. It's a lot of fun and definitely worth your time. Hey, full disclosure, by signing up at audibletrial.com slash sample chapter, the show does get a little monetization, which goes directly towards any production needs uh, with the show. So you're also helping us out here by signing up. So what are you waiting for? Head on over now to audibletrial.com slash sample chapter and start your free 30-day trial today. Alright, thank you once again to Audible for joining the show and becoming a part of becoming a part of the show. So happy to have you here with us. Uh, I also want to I also want to make sure and thank 
my friends over at Pop Goes the Culture Podcast, uh, that network full of about uh, almost about a dozen shows. Shows like The Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse, Pop Goes the Culture Podcast, their flagship show, The Multiverse Tonight, Fellowship of the Geeks, Amazing Nerd Show, Two Dads Review, and 417 Funko. Uh, lots of great shows, lots of everything all pop culture related. Um, I guess my show is the only one not <laughs> exactly pop culture related, but that's all right. It's uh, mine is the one that's different from everybody else, and I'm just so happy that they've allowed us to be in there. So click that link in the show notes and uh, go on over there and check out some of these other shows. It's lots of great stuff, and and don't forget to read some of those articles on the on the main page. They have some really great articles on uh, all your favorite television and uh, drinks and recipes and all sorts of really cool stuff. So click that link in the show notes for more. Finally, I want to thank Project Entertainment Network, home to uh, about 35 different shows, shows of just about every variety you would be interested in, something there for everyone to listen to, whether you're interested in writing or uh, book reviews or horror old monster movies uh opinionated shows <laughs> lots of great stuff hello is anybody out there anybody this is jim cobb if you're hearing this the worst has happened i've recorded a podcast at the end of the world and we're broadcasting on channel p-e-n every friday it's all about the apocalypse books movies tv how much food and water will you need your bunker all that kind of stuff excuse me sir you're gonna have to keep the noise down you're in a library and you're scaring the kids. The world hasn't ended yet. Sorry, ma'am. Shh, you're in the library at the end of the world with host Jim Cobb. Fridays, exclusively on Project Entertainment Network. All right, thank you once again to all of my sponsors and podcast friends. And uh, yes, please click those links in the show notes so you can find out more about each and every one of them. Well, this week I have the privilege of introducing you to a very lovely lady, uh, and author Soraya Elsmore. Soraya writes nonfiction books that are, well, her first three books are around the uh, the loss of her daughter, and they're very spiritual based. The first two of them are are based on journals, journal entries, and uh, very interesting. Uh, insight into the life and you know it's it's very introspective and, and uh, really amazing uh, as she discussed them uh, but uh, you know her books are they're the really really fascinating books um, you know uh, they really touched me uh, as as she reads and uh, you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy this I think you're gonna really get a kick out of out of hearing about them and but aside from the books, we're also going to be begin, uh, talking about uh, about the, her process and how she began writing these books, her love for flying helicopters, which was something I was unaware of until we got to talking, and uh, how writing just kind of comes out for her sometimes when she sits down to to write, which was really cool. Uh, we we also discussed the hidden talents, and there is. There's a supernatural element to this episode. (laughs) 
uh, you're going to hear some really interesting things. So, uh, starting with, in the midst of us discussing her books, uh, my Google starts playing music out of nowhere. And we had just discussed some things, and then she tells me, uh, explains to me what was probably going on. Because uh, it's really odd. Like, I didn't say the name, didn't call out uh, Google or anything like that. But it just randomly starts playing Grease. And <laughs> it was very strange. Uh, and then, when I go back and I'm editing the episode, I realize we have a lot of interference throughout the episode. It's, it's an interesting episode, and it really uh, raises the question on, is there something going on? Maybe there's there's someone that's uh, interested in this episode, and, uh, you know, it's not a bad thought. That's, that's rather comforting to know that perhaps there is somebody on the other side who's checking out this episode. Maybe it means something to them, and... Uh, I find that to be kind of comforting and uh, very nice to uh, to think about. Plus, you're going to hear a little snippet from each of her books, which is uh, something really cool. So, how about we go ahead and hop on over to our interview with Soraya Elsmore. Hello, Sample Chapter listeners. Welcome back. We have a... A very delightful guest with us today, somebody I cannot wait to dive into uh, her books and a little bit more about her life. And uh, I, I know you're going to really enjoy this as much as I already have getting to talk to her uh, pre-show and, and so on. So you're going to really love this. My guest today is Soraya Elsmore. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello, Soraya. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. I looking over your your bio I'm looking at some of the interesting things about you and one of them of course that I think stands out that uh, I we didn't even get a chance to talk about this before but you are a helicopter pilot yes I am um, I'm commercially rated uh, I'm still low time so I don't actually work as a pilot I in this industry you have to build so many hours and it's really time consuming and very expensive so I kind of do a little bit here and there and then, you know, let it sit for a while. But I do love flying and especially in helicopters because, I mean, just where we can go with them, you know, the top yeah. of a mountain or middle of somebody's field or something, you know, just really cool places. So I do love flying. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, and, I, and that's interesting because it reminds me of uh, we talked before about our uh, how we both were in Alaska about the same time and. I remember watching those bush pilots land like on the side of a mountain in just a little space and it just amazed oh, yeah. me and, and it, I kept thinking why don't they just use a helicopter it would be so oh. much easier <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely it's funny um I actually don't like planes but I do love helicopters so oh, okay <laughs> I know everyone always asks well do you fly planes too and I just no I only have 12 hours and a little piper and that was enough to steer me away from airplanes <laughs> oh my goodness so now you're in florida now right i am I, I have been here for a few months um it's been interesting you know this the last few years have been pretty chaotic for me and i've just taken this time to i guess reevaluate my life and 
kind of start over in a way. Mm -hmm. I am, um, you know, I, I was married for 23 years and then um, went through a divorce within the, in the last three years and um, just a lot of different changes in life. And I wasn't really sure of my direction like where I wanted to go or who I even want to be. So it's kind of funny. It's like that question we all ask ourselves when we're little kids, like, who do you want to be when you grow up? I'm still asking myself that. <laughs> oh, <know>. yeah. No, <laughs> but, I, I, um, I can totally relate to that. And there's a lot of authors I've talked to who are very much the same way. We have that pivotal moment in life where whether it's internally something we've looked in ourselves or life throwing us a curveball and then we're kind of forced to evaluate. But yeah, you're not alone there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fun too, because since I've been navigating this path, I just keep meeting really wonderful people. And it seems like it is something that we all go through right about the same time. It's somewhere in our forties, you know, something happens and we just really want to set things straight and, and live a life that's a little bit more powerful and fun for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For me, it was finding out that I was going to be a grandpa and oh my uh, God. that, uh, that was my turning point of realizing like, wait a minute. All right. I'm about to be a grandpa and I spend my mornings still playing video games or watching recorded TV. And I'm supposed to be a successful author by now. What am I doing? <laughs> oh that, that was my turnaround so <laughs> wow oh that's so fun uh no grandchildren here on this side not yet uh, but i do have a daughter who was married last year she um was married right before COVID hit and shut everything down so they were really lucky it was a beautiful wedding oh, wow. and she actually lives here in florida she's about 12 miles away from me so i get to see her pretty frequently and it's been really fun but no grandbabies yet <laughs> Well, that's great. That's great. Well, now, so uh, no, what, what do you do now? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, currently, as, as odd as it is, I have um, been working on art. And so I've been doing quite a few um, commission pieces. Um, I've done a few murals. And <laughs> currently, I'm working on a giant mailbox. I know I told you about this and it was such a project <laughs> and I, um, I was really confused about it just because of the, well, it's, you know, working on metal and it's going to be outdoors. And so I wanted to make sure I used the right paints and I painted the whole thing and um, it was the wrong paint and it started peeling. So I had to go back to square one, strip it all down, sand it all down. So I have a full week into this mailbox <laughs> and it's for a boy scout. It's so cute. He hired me to paint this box and it's uh, the old fashioned giant mailboxes and it's going to be for um, flag deposit, like retired flags. Yeah. So it's, you know, all real patriotic American flags and stuff, but it's been a, a interesting project. So that's kind of what I've been doing as far as, you know, making any kind of income, <laughs> but it's um, that. And then also, oh goodness, I just pick up little jobs here and there and just do random things. But um, I still, again, I just don't really know where I want to go or what I want to do with my life. So I just kind of just like go day by day and see what life offers me. Yeah. Well, that that's incredible though. I mean, that you're, finding the time to tap into a creative part of you, uh, whether it's it's writing or uh, with the art, is that something that's always been there, like under under the, uh, like a layer of, of uh, being a mom and working hard uh, previously? This is 
it's actually a great question because um, I questioned it myself. <laughs> I didn't know that I could paint. And recently, well, it was, it was last year, um, my son challenged me and my daughter and to just paint. He's like, let's just paint for fun. And I thought, that's not fun. I suck at it. <laughs> and then we just started painting. And lo and behold, this beautiful sea turtle emerges. And I had no idea I could do that. So from there, I just got really curious. I'm like, well, if I can make that, what else can I make? And then I just started creating these other images. Mostly, um, I would just use reference pictures and just recreate some beautiful images. And then it turned into some digital images. I, I learned how to play with my iPad and my little pen, the, you know, the Apple pencil. Oh yeah. And oh my God, there's so much you can do with just a little iPad. And from there it started turning into portraits. So I was making all these animal portraits for people and getting paid really well for it, which is so fun. <laughs> I like that side. That um, amazes me. Yes, my daughter does that. She does animal yeah. portraits with a colored pencil. And oh, cool. she's got just a client list that's just, it goes on and on and on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, really? It's, a, it's <laughs> amazing how many people love their animals and just want a picture of them. Yeah, yeah it's really cute. <laughs> I love it. It's been fun. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, so now, you know, at some point we got to dive into this. Uh, you, you've got three books to date. What was the, what was that point that led you into writing? Okay, so here we go. Um, my, I, I, since I was little, I always wrote. I love to write. Um, I was never really any good at it. In fact, I was actually dyslexic as a young person. And I have to say that I couldn't even really read until I was a young mother. And I taught myself to read by reading to my children. So there's a lot of reasons for that. A big part of it was that my family moved around a lot when we were little. But I had this habit of writing every day. And so I would just keep journals of what was happening in my life. And three years ago, one of my daughters, she passed away in a car accident. And what I found is that having this outlet of expression was so helpful to me. And it just, it, it just helped me get through all of it and to make sense of what was happening. And I was able to write down the experience. And one of the really cool things I found about this is I learned how to communicate with my daughter who had passed away. Mm. And so I know that sounds really bizarre, but there is a lot of um, really interesting, um, there's just, we all have this ability. And if we want to tap into it, there are ways to do it. And so, but going back to the books, um, the first book is Sun, and that is her middle name. Her name is Juliana Sun Elsmore. Hmm. And um, like I said, when she passed away, I just started writing every day, like all day. And I would ask questions and my questions would get answered. Um, I think the term for it is um, automatic writing. So it would be, I would just put myself into a quiet state, kind of contemplative meditative state. And I would ask a question and then I would just have these beautiful answers come through. And then I would reread them. And it felt as if my daughter was speaking to me directly. And so it was really soothing and comforting for me. And, you know, I mean, a lot of times I still think, oh yeah, it's just my imagination, but the words are just so comforting that I had to share them. 
because I know everyone goes through, we are all going to go through death and loss and grief. And I just felt like if I could just put this out there and maybe give a little bit of hope that there is more to this life than what we are seeing and experiencing right now. There's so much more. And if we can open ourselves up to it, then then it's a little easier to navigate that path. Like we can move through it with some grace and some comfort. And also a knowing that our loved ones are never really gone. They're always with us. And that's, I think, the, what has come about from these books is this feeling of a connection to my daughter. There's a, also a very powerful um, retelling of stories. So this feeling of putting the stories away, they're in this safe place and I don't have to carry them around with me so much. I don't have to carry around the emotional pain anymore. It's, it's all in a book, <laughs> so <laughs> I can let it go. And uh, so basically that's where the books came from. And it was mostly, I would say I wrote them for myself, but I did find that by sharing them, I was able to bring some comfort to other people who were going through their own tragedies and heartbreak. And it's been really satisfying knowing that somehow I can offer something to the world. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and that's a great segue. I was going to ask about the uh, reader response, the fan response to, uh, to your books. Uh, do you hear much from people? Well, this is kind of fun. I have not advertised my books at all. Um, I just have, you know, a few friends on Facebook and, and the people who knew my daughter, um, and basically what I saw happening is my close family and friends read it and then they would give it out. And then it kind of organically just started getting passed around. The books were being passed around. And I did receive, it was really sweet. I received a message from a woman in, um, oh my gosh, it was one of the islands, oh, Cook Islands. Is that what it's called? Cook Islands, like Australia area. Oh yeah. And it was a picture of her reading my book. And I just Aww. thought, oh my God, how is that possible? I don't even know this woman. And here she is on the other side of the planet reading my words. It was wow. really just a profound moment. I, I felt very honored and kind of blown away. It was really sweet. Um, but as far as a lot of response, I don't really have a way. I mean, other than Facebook or you know through social media, I haven't really put myself out there for people to contact me or communicate with me. Mm -hmm. So in the final book, I did offer my social media, just, you know, if you want to talk to me or whatever, that would be fine. I would, I would love to have a conversation about any of this stuff and especially if it made a difference in your life. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we'll have to make, we'll make sure to get that before, before we're done today here so that everybody could reach out to you uh, as they'd like. Yeah. So Going back to when you do your journaling, your writing and uh, posing the questions, I find that it's always fascinating to me. And it's something that, uh, like you said, some people may not understand that. But as an author, and then I talk to a lot of authors, I, I can identify with that on, on some level in how uh, sometimes the characters honestly do talk to me in uh, whether I'm, I'm just trying to get into that mode, I'm, I'm trying to connect with the character and I'm letting them tell me the story. And it's ironic because as you're talking about that, I'm suddenly reminded of a current story I'm working on. And one of the characters 
I'm kind of labeling after my uh, my grandfather, oh. uh, who passed away you know a long 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 time ago. But I have very oh. fond memories, and and I'm kind of modeling this guy after him, and I keep finding moments where. <laughs> little bits of my grandfather are coming out that I didn't expect to put in there. Oh, I love it. That is exciting. It is your grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. How else to, yeah. I don't know how else to explain it because I'm, I'm just writing a scene and now he's going to say something or do something. And I'm, and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's so my grandpa. That's exactly what he would do. And, oh, I um, bet it's, he it's is amazing. so He's got to be so excited that you're writing because it's a connection between the two of you. Even if it's just a small one, it's still, that means, you know, there's something there. He is trying to show you that he loves you. And that that's really all that comes through. They just want to, they want you to know that they love you and they're always around. That is so great. I'm happy for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm trying not to tear up. I've been sick lately and now I'm emotional. You're getting to me, Soraya. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's okay. Crying is good. <laughs> it washes the windows to your soul, right? <laughs> That's very right. healthy. <laughs> so, so far you've got three books in, would you call this a series? Well, I didn't really have a plan for a series. It kind of just organically happened where I kept a running log. So my books are pretty much just my journals. Mm -hmm. the, the first two are at least. Um, I at the beginning of um, the death, I, well, I'd say a little bit before that, I had a blog and it was fun. And I had like two followers. Nobody would really read it. But when my daughter died, I started posting on the blog. And what I noticed is that lots of people were reading it because they were curious. And, you know, it's, and especially when somebody close um, is going through, you know, tragedy, it's so hard for someone on the outside to reach them just because we're in such different places. And so I know people were wanting to know what was going on with me. So they would read my blog. And one of the blog posts had, I think, 7,000 reads. And for me, that's huge. I thought, yeah. wow, that's really interesting. So in the first and the second book, I have just compiled my journal entries and blog posts. And so it goes day by day. It's just chronological order, you know, from the death day and then on to the next year. So the first book is called Sun. The second book is called Year Two, because I'm going through it still. You know, it doesn't just <laughs> evaporate in the second year. And then my final book, the title is 7,217. So it, I used a number for a title. And it's really crazy because it came to me in a dream and I woke up and it's, I thought, this is, this is the title. So it's 7,217 inspired joy. And the number is significant because it is the number of days that my daughter was alive on the planet. And so because of those days, uh, what I'm writing about is how her days have inspired me to live a greater life and to really embrace my own living, my own time here. And that's the thing, we don't know how much time we're gonna get. And so- I'm sorry, give me one second. Oh, that's okay. I don't know what just happened here. My Google just started playing music. <laughs> oh, I was gonna warn you about that. When you have somebody who passes, this is perfect for this. Um, they love to mess with your electrical equipment. 
with light, <laughs> with cell phones, with cameras, with TVs, they, it's, it has to do with energy. And so there's this, this energetic connection with them and because the frequencies are different and uh, you know, all our electrical equipment, it has a higher frequency, they can mess with it. So just so you know, it's probably somebody <laughs> saying hello. <laughs> I will, uh, <laughs> it could be my grandpa, that's right. <laughs> oh that's my so goodness, cute. well. For the purposes of the show, I went ahead and unplugged the Google for now. Okay. Google Home. So, that's, so that might not happen again, but I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. What you were talking about, 7217. No, that's okay. Um, basically, I was just saying why, what the book uh, signified, why it was important, and, and the fact that her life has inspired me to live a greater life. And I think that that's really what we can do in the end to honor the people we love it, they would never really want us to wallow around and, and be sad for the rest of our existence. They want us to live great lives and they live through us. And so in any way we can honor them or speak of them, I think that it, it's just this beautiful connection that we can maintain even after they don't have bodies. Wow. That, that is certainly inspiring. And uh, my gosh, I just, this sounds incredible. Well, thank you. So oh, now, yeah. so you have three of these so far, uh, and and it seems like it's been a cathartic journey for you to to go from the one where you're discussing what happened and getting past that to the next book to now you're being inspired uh, for your future. What what does your future hold? What's what's next for you? Well, I do have an idea for another book. And again, usually they take about a year. And so I'll just start writing and then close to, you know, October or somewhere around there, I put all of the words together. I compile everything and that's how the books are formed. Um, but this one, I wanted it to be fun. And I really do love the supernatural. I mean, <laughs> there's something <laughs> obviously within me and, and I'm just very curious and I want to know more about it. And so I felt like diving into that and possibly doing some interviews with maybe some mediums or it, just people who understand this realm a little better, mm -hmm. um, just for the purpose of knowledge and expansion, just to open up my mind and possibly different readers. You know, I think it's just fun to be curious and, you know, check things out a little bit. So I did want to write about that. So I'm not sure what I'll call the book yet. <laughs> but we'll see. That'll come around probably in the fall. Now, will that be, are, are you thinking uh, this will be another nonfiction book or are you thinking fiction? Oh, I'm thinking nonfiction. I, I don't okay. know if I could really write a fiction. I, I have a great imagination, but I don't know if I could actually make that into characters who have a story. So we'll see. Maybe that'll be something in the future I can develop. <laughs> well, regardless, you've got to let us know when your next <laughs> okay. book is available so that we can spread the word and, and let everybody know that uh, that your next one's available. Well, thank you. Yeah. I will, for <laughs> sure. So now how, how do people find and follow you? Pretty much my books are um, only on Amazon at this point, and that seems to be fine. Um, the first book I have, well, all three of them have both print and Kindle versions. And then the first book I did an audio book as well. And that was 
that was really special for me to be able to read it out loud and then to listen back. And it, it sounds so good. And again, I was telling you at the beginning that there was a period of my life when I was a young adult and I couldn't really read. And so <laughs> it's just so amazing to be able to go from that point to reading my own audiobook and having it sound great. So I was really proud of that. Um, I'll do audiobooks for the other two. I just have to figure out some kind of a recording space. It seems like um, there's just noise everywhere in South Florida. <laughs> so, yeah, well. and you never know when Google's going to start playing Grease in, in the background. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I know this is this has been uh, a, a bit of back and forth trying to get this set up and uh, and uh, I'm just so happy that it worked out. I'm so happy that you came on. This has been a lot of fun talking to you and, and I'm really inspired myself by uh, by your words. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me. I really do appreciate it. It's, um, it's fun. I, I like talking about my books. I don't usually do that too much. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time for me to step aside with my coffee. And uh, again, make sure those Googles and other devices are turned off. And uh, we're going to listen to our sample from our guest, Soraya Ellsmore. I'd like to read a little bit from each of the books. I think they'll go together pretty well, but the books are very short and it'll just kind of give, um, I think, a better feeling for what, what these books actually convey. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, the first one is Sun, a mother's intimate journey through the death of her 19-year-old daughter. Okay. Believe it or not, I've always been fascinated with death. For as long as I can remember, I have been curious with the existence of an afterlife and how to connect with it. As a young woman, I used to volunteer with hospice and I would sit with the dying. I would hold their hands and rub lotion on their feet. I would brush their hair and listen to the stories of these people ready to leave our world. They would talk about all the people they loved and the moments they were proud of in their lives. They would also talk to unseen visitors who were there ready to escort them to the other side. I believe deeply there is something waiting for us all. And when the time is right, we will simply move on to a better place. One of the elderly gentlemen came to me in a dream the night he passed. He thanked me for my visits and said goodbye. When my daughter made her transition, my fascination was no longer just a curiosity, but now a desperate need for answers. I had to know, I had to communicate. If she chose me to be her mother, then she would have known prior to her earthly existence that I was going to travel this journey in search of an explanation. Her life was going to mean something and her death was going to be a doorway for us all to get information and comfort. I asked for assistance daily I wrote in my journals religiously. Writing became my solace and my connection. My daughter found ways to inspire my mind with beautiful messages from beyond, sharing her love and wisdom with me and now with you. I have opened my journals and blog posts to you as an intimate expression of my perspective as a mother in pain and now joy. My dear sweet Juliana, this book is for you. It's really for all of us who knew you and loved you. We are all just trying to get our bearings after your sudden and tragic escape from this world. Dear daughter, where do I start? I love you so much, my heart feels like a giant hole has been through it. This hole is so big, nothing can fill it. 
The edges are cauterized. And if you stand in front of me, you can see right through my body and soul to the other side. Somehow, I am still miraculously walking around. I'm breathing. I'm eating. I'm feeling. And even as crazy as it sounds, I'm laughing. This humongous creator has caused my world to shift. And it has opened me up to a magnificent world of beyond. I know without a doubt you are still here. I know the communication I feel is real and the sweet symbols and visits from nature and all the dreams are real. I know you write with me, through me, and I suspect you will be communicating through this book. Just know, beautiful daughter, my life has forever been rocked because of you. I can never go back to how it was. It's like a blind person seeing the color green for the first time then trying to unsee it. This whole experience has forever transformed me. Because of it, I'm a better person today. And all I can say is thank you. Thank you, thank you from this huge gaping hole in my heart, thank you. Journal entry 12, 18, 17. I text Juliana my address. So excited for her to see my new little rental. She will be staying with me for a couple days. After our visit, she will stay at the big house with her father and the rest of the family. It is one week from Christmas and we are expected to have a few guests for the holiday. I'm planning on spending Christmas in Denver alone and the kids will come up after to celebrate with me. My ex and I have been separated for almost nine months and are learning how to split up kid time. The great part about this arrangement is the kids are older. The day is just an ordinary day in Southern Colorado. The weather is mild, a little chilly, no snow yet. I started out my day in the usual way with a workout and then aerial practice. I head home afterwards to take a nap as I will have rehearsal later in the evening. It's a little after 1 p.m. I cannot sleep. My stomach hurts and I'm tossing and turning. I get up thinking I'm hungry, but I can't manage to eat anything. Something is clearly wrong, but I'm not sure what it is. After hours of trying to rest, I look at my phone. I keep my phone on silent. Five missed calls, Malaya and Hunter and another number. I get up and put a bathrobe on and walk out of my room calling Malaya back. As my phone is ringing, Malaya comes rushing through my door with frantic eyes and a cracking voice. She said, mom, something's wrong. I asked her, what, baby, what? She replied, I don't know, they won't tell me. That was when I noticed the two police officers standing in my front doorway, patiently waiting for me to come down the stairs. My heart sank. The police don't come to my house. Malaya and I sat on the stairs as the two officers explained that at some time around 1.20 p.m., Juliana drove off a cliff in Wolf Creek Pass and died. I'm moving through the book. I wanted to share this part. Um, I thought it was appropriate. Blog post, 12.29.17, Juliana's bucket list. Thinking about my daughter and her brief 19 years on this planet has given me a new feeling about my own life. I'm so fortunate to have had so many beautiful years with her. Her passing has made me embrace my living children with tremendous love and affection. I have a new respect for all the living beings on this planet and a complete appreciation for how we affect each other's lives. Every life is important and special, and I know we are here to live fully with no regrets. In the last few weeks of her life, I had the privilege of spending lots of time with her. Together, we found an apartment in Denver. We moved her belongings into our new space. We laughed about being schoolgirls and roommates. We dreamt about our future and all the new possibilities. 
we talked about how excited she was to graduate from massage school and begin her new career. We drank wine from mugs and shared a meatball sub on the couch. Life was so thrilling and bright for her. I knew as she was driving home, she was in such a good place mentally and emotionally. I know she was truly happy and full of dreams. She was at a point in her life where everything was looking brilliant and accessible. Her dreams were manifesting daily. And then that was it, the end. Her life ended on an exclamation mark. I know without a doubt that even though her body is no more, she is still here. She is around. She continuously brings me little reminders and leads me to look in drawers and books I would have never looked in. Music plays at odd times of the day with lyrics that have a message. I have many pictures with orbs and ghostly figures. On Christmas morning, the TV turned on all by itself, full volume, playing Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas remix. She loved Christmas. Her father found a piece of her guitar intact with words written in marker, a song he would sing to her every time she would leave for school. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. I'm finding diamonds everywhere. This was something we agreed upon when she was alive. We jokingly said, if either of us dies before the other, we have to bring diamonds to show that we are still here. We picked up her belongings from her wrecked car and I found her bucket list. She wrote an extensive list of all the things she wanted to experience in her life. She loved to travel and wanted to see the world. I feel like now I have to accomplish these things on her list and bring her ashes with me, spreading little pieces of Juliana all over the world. Juliana's bucket list, there's 94 things on here and it's adorable. She has, you know, visit Fiji, go to London, cliff dive, do a keg stand. She wants to kiss Hugh Jackman. She wants to shoot a flaming arrow, uh, lots of fun things. But that's it for sun. I'm gonna move on to year two and I'll just give you the introduction of year two. Year two, life after death. I am in my second year of grieving the death of my 19 year old daughter. Her whirlwind of life and her immediate and tragic death inspired me to keep a running log of my experience. I write down everything. I have filled eight journals with my daily experiences and thoughts. I write to my daughter constantly. She and I have a special way of communicating and I'm so thrilled to develop my ability more clearly. I've been practicing daily. My early mornings are reserved for quiet contemplation, meditation, and communication. I don't hear from her every day. In fact, many weeks go by without any communication, but when it comes, it floods in. She shows up in my dreams many nights. I hear her words in my thoughts and feel inspired to write them down. Later, I reread the words and I'm always amazed at what comes through. I find symbols when I need them most. I hear random songs when I'm thinking of her. I have opened my entire life to being more clearly connected to spirit and intuition. I know it's possible. I just need a lot of practice. I've also realized that by writing, I have been able to take the stories out of my being and shelve them somewhere safe. I can open my mind to new information by letting go of old stuff. Now, when I tell a story, it is usually something I've already written down and in the moment and the retelling feels powerful. The emotion, which is still very present, occasionally triggers me, but as the days move on, I too am able to move on into a new and profound place. Everything is a miracle. Okay, and moving to my third book, 
7217 Inspired Joy. Introduction. I'd like to introduce myself and my purpose for writing this book. First of all, I'm a middle-aged woman with brown hair and eyes and a healthy physique. Emotionally, I am mostly happy and positive about the world and the experiences I encounter. Spiritually, I have a deep understanding and connection to the world beyond, simply because I've been curious and I tend to ask many questions. My questions get answered, usually in my writing and many times in my dreams. My personal life has been full of life, fun and learning, love, family and friends. Being a mother of four beautiful humans has brought me so much joy and pain, and I am reminded to treasure my time with those I love. Being married for 23 years and divorced has reminded me that our greatest lessons in life come from learning to love and let go. Being a yoga teacher, a CrossFit coach, and an aerial artist has given me an appreciation for the body I am in and a desire to keep it healthy and strong. Being a helicopter pilot has inspired me to continue pushing my own beliefs about what I am capable of doing. Being an artist has inspired me to view the world with eyes of beauty, wonder, and delight. Being a writer allows me to record all the experiences of this journey and to make sense of my world. The purpose of this book is to share the insight I have gained along this path, hopefully inspiring you to live a life you love. This life is a gift and every part of it is a treasure. I know personally what it's like to lose and to feel incapacitating depression. I know hopelessness, sadness, and despair. I know what it feels like to want to end my own life. I know the suffocating feeling of being alone. I also know the overwhelming feeling of being inadequate. I know about the pressures of needing to be more to prove my own worth. I know about poverty. I know personally what it feels like to not have food and to go to sleep hungry. I know what it feels like to shut down completely and sleep for days. I know what it is like to drown myself in alcohol. I know what it is like to live in solitude. I personally know apathy. This is where I spent most my young years. I know anger and hatred. I know the dark shadow of my soul intimately. In all of this, I have gained perspective. In all of our lives, we get to experience a multitude of events that will bring about all the different debilitating emotions. This is part of being in a body that feels. In the middle of despair, we will find the pinprick of light beaming in on our life. This light is hope, grace, and acceptance. It is always available. You just have to turn it on. You are the light you are seeking. Um, all right, moving through a little bit, we're going to chapter one. When life gives you lemons, cut those damn lemons open, suck out the juice, drink down the sour acid, then plant the seeds in the earth and watch as the new beautiful forest of lemon trees blossom. I am in Florida. I moved from my beautiful mountain town of Pagosa Springs, Colorado, just a few months ago. Halloween just happened and the final quarter of this strange year is coming to an end. 2020, the year of COVID-19, solitude, social distancing, masks, and fear. For me, it has also been a year of finding and enjoying a loving companion, venturing out into nature, home workouts, and lots of art. I am writing the completion of this, my third book, which I have been working on for an entire year. Writing for me is a daily process, and since my daughter died, it has given me a place of solace. 
It has been 1,050 days since Juliana left this world. For almost three full years, I have wandered around aimlessly like a chicken with her head cut off. Searching for comfort and peace of mind has been a tricky path, especially while navigating with a broken heart. This journey has inspired many beautiful findings in my life. From a firsthand experience of walking my talk, I share with you. As I'm writing these words, I look across the room I'm staying in and see a beautiful teapot. Inside the teapot are my daughter's ashes. Her death has brought about an absolute knowing that life is temporary. My life is temporary. The things I'm going through are temporary. Pain, grief, sadness, loneliness, frustration, and confusion will eventually subside and what is left is glorious. Living is a fantastic game of feeling. Feeling every ounce of emotion that bubbles up has allowed me to develop a new connection and appreciation for my own heart. I feel a bold awareness that can only come from moving through pain than letting it go. I'm letting it go. I'm letting the story of sadness go. I'm letting the death go. I'm letting her go. Letting go isn't about forgetting. Rather, it's about remembering in a way that can serve as a great inspiration. I imagine it's like holding tightly onto a butterfly, then deciding to open my hand, letting the butterfly spread its wings, all the while having a view of its delicate beauty as it gracefully flies away. The releasing of the butterfly is a relaxing and an accepting and opening. It's the surrender to the moment and appreciating its beauty. I know in the deepest part of my being, I will see her again and I can let her go now. I know she would never want me to hold on to sadness or pain. I know she would want me to live a full and meaningful life. I know one day I too will go. In the meantime, I wanna take this game and rock it, play like a pro. I wanna win at creating, loving, and sharing. I have learned many tricks along this path, different ways to view my life and to allow for perspective to permeate the seams. These tips may or may not resonate with you at this time. However, it is my intention to share in hopes that maybe, just maybe, I can help you navigate your life into a beautiful creation of a life full of fun, love, and appreciation. I hope to inspire you to look deeply at your own time on this planet and to choose to live the most glorious version of yourself imaginable. As Stephen King wrote in Shawshank Redemption, it's time to get busy living or get busy dying. It's time. Okay, that was Soraya Elsmore reading a snippet from all three books, which was a really exciting thing, uh, something that we rarely ever get here on the show. Hey, check all of them out on Amazon. There, the link is in the show notes, and you can find out more about Soraya there as well in those links. Don't forget to click the links for our podcast friends and sponsors alike and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out next week when I'm back with an all new author. I don't have the name with me right now. I forgot who it was, <laughs> but it, rest assured it is a new author, a new book, and an all new sample chapter. Take care, everybody. I'm going to see you again real, real soon. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.